What is gratitude to you? Is it something that you should do? Or is it a practice that grounds you and brings you peace? For me, gratitude is a way of shifting my attention from the experiences of pain and frustration towards sources of love and possibility. Your head knows the value of this practice. You've probably heard a million times what you think about, you bring about, or what you focus on expands, or like attracts like. But these clever slogans don't move you into action. The only thing that will move you into action is the belief that your life will be better when gratitude is a part of your way of being. Today, my guest is Lisa Condon. She's an executive coach on a mission to spread the seeds of gratitude. So whether you are a gratitude champion, or if you're still looking for the inspiration to take that first step, this conversation is for you. Thank you so much for being here today. Now, as you know, at Plena Vita, we are advocates for conscious business owners and professionals. We are committed to helping founders and CEOs leverage self-leadership, not just to improve their own experience, but to be the leader that creates the conditions for everyone within the organization to grow and exceed expectations. If you recognize that your best efforts are not moving you closer to your goals, and you are highly aware of the impact this struggle is having not just on your business goals, but also on your health, your relationships, and your own well-being, reach out to me at mary at plenavita.coach, and let's get you back on track. And finally, if you don't have a community of trusted advisors, I encourage you to check out Trustegrity. This is a national, highly connected community willing to encourage, support, and celebrate together. There is no need to be a wolf pack of one. Check out Trustegrity for groups in your area. And once again, thank you for listening to Fully Alive. Hello, my name is Mary Maduna Gross, and you're listening to Fully Alive, the podcast for conscious entrepreneurs who are hungry to live their purpose, expand their impact, and create with ease. Welcome, everyone, to this recording of the Fully Alive podcast. My name is Mary Maduna Gross, and today I'm delighted to spend time with Lisa Condon. Lisa, you and I have had lots of interesting experiences. It seems, and this was one of those times where the universe, it puts challenges in our way for us to connect and to complete projects together. I don't know what that means universally, but I am really appreciative of your willingness to be persistent and to see it through with me because this is just fascinating. Just the number of challenges that you and I experience and things that are outside of our control. So I think we're just going to go with it. I, I love it, Mary. And it, it's interesting because we've now known each other for a little over two years, I think, at this point. And you're absolutely right. There are things not in our control, yet at the same time, there's such a connection between the two of us. So it's that, just that thread of desire of wanting to be in each other's energy and space is really fantastic. And you know, universe just puts the right time on it. I have no doubt about that. So once again, thank you for being here. Thank you for making time for this conversation. I'm really looking forward to it. I haven't had a, an opportunity to really dive deep into gratitude in the way that I'm looking forward to in this conversation today. 
So before we dive into that, tell us a little bit about you and how you became, can I say enthralled with gratitude? Absolutely. So first of all, Mary, thank you for having me. I'm excited for this conversation. And it's, it is such a, a deep and beautiful subject that is near and dear to my heart. So again, I'm Lisa Condon and, you know, professionally, I'm a business strategist and I'm an executive coach. However, I also call myself a gratitude practitioner. And my story behind gratitude is pretty interesting in that about 15 plus years ago, a friend of mine whom I worked with, she was a colleague, posted on Facebook three things she was grateful for. I saw it and I thought, wow, that's really cool. And I reached out to her and said, would you mind if I stole that and used it? Because again, you know, you don't want to plagiarize or copy or anything. Right. right. And she said, of course, absolutely. And her name was Terry and it still is Terry. So she hasn't changed names. And so I did. And I did it. And again, it started very topical for me. And then I did it more and I was doing it every day. But I think the real transformation for me, Mary, was when there were days where I wouldn't feel quite right. I would feel a little off. Maybe I wasn't aligned with my head and heart. Yeah. And I realized that those were the days that I wasn't practicing the gratitude. Yeah. And I went, huh? Okay, there's something really special here. And the rest is kind of history. And so I now practice it religiously. You know, it's part of my everyday practice. But what I really wanted to do was learn how to spread those seeds more broadly. And so that is really where my focus has been probably the last five or six years. And it's culminated in different ways. And that's for me, that's my purpose. I truly found my purpose in living, breathing, and spreading gratitude. Mm. Love this. I really want to dive into this experience because I think we're all on a continuum of gratitude anywhere from, yeah, I know it sounds like a good idea, but I'm not really doing it to it's infused into every thought that I have, right? I, I would imagine those are two um, ends of the spectrum. And what I heard you just say is that 15 years ago, when you first started doing the three things, you said it was very topical. So tell me a little bit about where you started with gratitude and then how your practice evolved. Wow, that's a great question. I think for me, it just started with that one step of what am I grateful for? And I replaced the word at that time, grateful with thank you in my own head. I, you, I wrote the word grateful, but I think I was thinking thankful, think Thanksgiving or otherwise. And at that point, it was, I was thankful for my job. I was living in Vermont at the time. I'm thankful for the beauty that was Vermont. I'm thankful for being able to head to the beach to go and see my dad at the time. Those types of things, which are all incredibly important. And it, it's also incredibly important to have a starting place because you don't have to overthink it. What that has evolved to for me, though, is the actual practice and sitting in the gratitude and being able to look at things that have potentially transpired, whether it's in my own personal life, things I've witnessed in community or even the world. And what are those pieces of beauty and learnings and education that I pull from that and 
find the gratitude in those things and then actively use that to live. I can give you an example. The other day, actually, we had almost a four hour delay. I was on a conference for a few days. I was tired. I wanted to get home. I watched the people in the line get incredibly frustrated. They were angry. They were, everybody was panicking because there were no flights out for days. And I just was in my space. And there were some people who were very anxious around me. And I decided to speak with them and just have a conversation and, you know, try to just, even just through the conversation, help calm them down. Because the reality is we're not in control of anything. Right. So there's reasons and whatever those reasons are, we'll probably never know. But by being able to be calm in that space and have a different conversation and be able to connect, that was the piece of gratitude that I had. Yes, I wanted to get home. Yes, I was frustrated. All of those things. But I was able to find a connection actually with this one woman in particular, whom she ended up telling me a little bit of her story. And Wow, how wonderful is that? I would have never known that if we had just stood in the line and got on a plane. But those are the types of things that you live in and really begin to attract and how you live life and the people that you bring into it. Yeah, well, I love that you're getting down to the energy piece here. In fact, I was having a conversation this week about energy and you know, the global crisis that we're experiencing now and this whole disconnect right? We're disconnected from one another. And in the conversation I was having with a colleague, we really boiled it down to we're disconnected within ourselves. Mm -hmm. And when you were, you said earlier too, that gratitude is one of those ways that I can get out of my head and into my heart. And I literally had that thought this morning as I was walking my dog, I was like, oh, you know, when we're talking about how hard it is to get out of our head and into our heart, gratitude is one of those practices, I think, that can pave the way. Because there's a lot of ways we can get out of our head and into our heart. But I think gratitude is one of those things that are just, it's so accessible to us. Mm-hmm. Right now, anyone who's listening to this in this moment can take some time and just say, what's one thing I'm grateful for right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, Mary, I will also say as somebody who is 50% right brain, 50% left brain, I'm a very logical human being on one hand. And on the other hand, I'm this creative free spirit. I actually tweet that saying of getting out of my head and into my heart. And I had to for my own, for myself. And whether this resonates with you or anybody else, you know, maybe it will, maybe it won't. But that alignment piece for me, aligning my head and heart worked better for me because I, I didn't, and I still don't know how to completely live from my heart space. And, but when my head and my heart are actually aligned, the word choices I make, how I approach different things is very different than when I'm only in my head. And trust me, my head likes to want to try to take over. So I put that out there because I remember hearing, and again, this is probably 15, 16 years ago when I heard that phrase of get out of my head and into my heart. And I, I'm going to tell you, I probably had anxiety and panic attacks about that because I'm like, how the heck do I live in my heart? I don't, I'm not a feeler. Like I'm an ENTP in the Myers-Briggs world, right? Like I'm a strong T, I am not an F. But that alignment has been so important for that gratitude practice for me, too. And it does, like you said, it starts with that one thing 
And what is that one thing, though, where you feel that alignment both logically and emotionally? Do you know what I mean? Yes. No, I love this. And I am going to use this. I'm going to change my language. It's not out of your head. Because even as you were describing that, I'm realizing I'm making the head wrong when I'm Mm -hmm. saying out of your head and into your heart. And that's not what I want to do. So thank you for that language because language is important. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love this. We're talking about alignment between our head and our heart because our head wants to run off. I'm 50-50 as well. And my head wants to run off and plan things and strategize things Mm -hmm. and run into place. And my heart wants to say, let's let's just be here for a little bit. Let's take in some more information. Let's see what kind of intuitive information that the head isn't um, willing to acknowledge at this moment, right? For me, that's that practice of, how can I be, how can I align those two and experience the alignment of those two? Uh-huh. So I just got the download yeah. of why you and I, and whenever I get chills on my Still? left side, okay. it's, it's true and right. This is exactly why we always have tech challenges or meeting challenges is because you and I both have that headspace of trying to control things. And the universe is like, mm-mm. No, you're going to be in the right place at the right time at the right moment for the two of you to connect via heart. Wow. So there you go. Thank you, universe. That I got the chills mm-hmm. on that as well. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Yes. So again, this is, I love this, that we can take an experience that was frustrating. It was frustrating for me. Probably I'm assuming for you. And yet... We both believed in the connection. We both valued this and we we're willing to work through that. But to come, and I love it that we were both saying, I wonder what this is saying. I wonder what the universe is telling us through these challenges because neither one of us jumped to either blaming or judging or, you know, even problem solving. We had to come up with some options here, but we both just stayed in the space mm-hmm. and waited. We almost waited for an answer to come to us. Mm-hmm. And that right there is exactly, in my mind, what gratitude is all about. It truly is about changing the lens from which you live. And how beautiful is it to just be and to allow yourself to experience whatever the experience is that's happening right. and looking at it for exactly what it is and not jumping into emotional turmoil. Because there, there truly isn't a reason for that. And when you live in that space of gratitude, and again, this is where practicing becomes so important. You have to practice to get to that space. But everything else tends to just come a little bit easier. It's softer. It's, mm-hmm. There's nothing that's going to necessarily overtake you. And even this, and even sad things, bad things, sad things, all of that continues to happen. It's all in how you react to it and experience it and, and take the factual pieces in and the emotional pieces where that gratitude lives. Um, this is, I love, I could talk about gratitude all day, you know, that. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit more about how we can develop that practice, mm-hmm. right? How do we consistently realign our head and our hearts? Mm-hmm. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. So you have to start somewhere and you just need to do it. So a couple of things that I tell people, number one is put it in your calendar. 
to do it. And some people practice at night and they, right before they go to bed, they will look, as we're talking, rainbow just appeared out my door. They're talking about what happened throughout their day. So they are reflecting on their day and saying, here are three things today that really resonated with me. It's what I learned. It's things that brought me some joy and expressing gratitude and thankfulness for those things that that happened. I practice it in the morning. And I've always, oddly enough, I've always done it in the morning. I never did the reflection on the day. It was more about the expansiveness, I think, because that felt right to me. So it really set the stage for how I was approaching my day. And then others just do it at a time throughout their day. But put it in your calendar. Give yourself 30 minutes. Side note and spoiler alert, it doesn't take 30 minutes. It literally (laughs) takes two minutes to do. But you need to write it down. Mm -hmm. So have a gratitude journal. You know, it's funny. I tend to put it out on Facebook. And I do that because that's part of my spreading the seeds of gratitude. You do not need to do that. It's something that I've chosen to continue to do. But have a gratitude journal. And it's, uh, you know, people have said to me, what kind of gratitude journal? What does that mean to look like? I ended up creating one for people because it it gives them something or at least a place to start. But you have to write it down. There's something and you as who you are as the educator and doctor and scientist, you can say, here's all the reasons why you need to write stuff down. For me, what I know is writing it down actually works and lets it stick and solidify within who you are. And yeah, so you have to write it down. The reason I say three things is there's the power of three. Mm-hmm. And the number three has huge sim- symbolism throughout our history. But when you do something just once, it actually doesn't resonate as deep as when you do it three times. Even if you're writing the same thing that you're grateful for three times, do it in threes. It's just a little more powerful. I would suggest trying three things, but it, it's really up to you. The other thing that you can do is tie it into another habit that you have. So in the morning, if you're brushing your teeth and you're thinking of those three things that you're grateful for, then go and write them down. If in the evening, if you are, if you have a washing your face routine or if you drink a glass of water before you go to bed, have your journal right there. Add it on to something else you already do because again, it only adds a couple of minutes to whatever it is that you're already doing. I think another suggestion that I have, and again, this was the aha moment I mentioned earlier, is really take a look at how you feel Mm -hmm. after you've practiced it, after you've written it down, and then take a day or two and don't write it down and think how you feel and see if there is a change. Because truly, transformation starts internally with gratitude. It evolves after that uh, of who you surround yourself with, what you learn, what you attract, all of that starts to happen. But first, there's that internal transformation that occurs. So those are some ways, I think, to start. You know, again, mine's personally, mine has evolved into, I have a whole morning practice, one of which is the gratitude practice. But my whole morning practice takes no more than 15 minutes. But let me tell you, it's a game changer for my entire day. Yeah. And and also, I think the other thing is make it simple, because if you're like me, I travel all the time. So I need to make sure that I don't have to 
put all this stuff out in front of me and have a space that I sit and are dedicated to it. Make it easy on yourself. It, gratitude is not hard, right? In theory. <laughs> so to that point, what do you think interferes with our experience with gratitude? Mm. I think there's a couple of things. I think when you are paying attention to too much of what's out in front of you and and reacting versus sitting with something first, if you have instantaneous reaction, again, when you're practicing gratitude, that changes over time. But initially, we just we just react. News is going on, you react to the news or you're having a bad day because your boss yelled at you or your colleague. You just react to that in this in this space of wherever you're at. When you're practicing gratitude, again, that shifts and changes. I think time, I think people overthink it and they want it to be perfect and they want to use the right words and they don't want to sound silly and they don't want to be thankful for the wrong things. Oh my goodness. None of that matters because what you're grateful for is yours. Yeah. It's yours. It's yours to own. It's yours to experience. It's yours to breathe in mm-hmm. and exhale out. So I think that I think people want to find the right journal, but it's progress over perfection, right? Just like anything else. But keep it simple. Keep mm-hmm. it very simple for yourself. Some people write it on their phones too. Yeah, yeah. I just look down at my phone. I'm like, I see people in their notes yep. in their phone. I have an iPhone, and you can write it in there. Right. Great. You've written it down and you've put it out into the universe. You know, I do think another barrier for us as humans is we don't understand the difference that it's actually going to make. And so if we don't understand the difference, then why do it? Because there's not instant gratification or there's not an ROI. And in reality, there is, but it's different. It's just very different. So to that point of when we actually experience the benefits of this practice, we have to establish a practice. And so what I see in here is if we're not in that space already, or we don't even have one foot in that space, we're starting from scratch, is just start with the doing. Being will come. With doing consistently, we will then start to be grateful, right? Because that's one of the things that I personally push back against is this habit of, of writing three things. And because I, when I was doing it and I was judging myself, like, oh, these are just superficial things. You know, I'm happy for the, I'm grateful for the weather. I'm th- grateful for my dog, you know, these superficial things. And I was judging myself. And I think what I was really, I would have said that's obviously superficial, but, but I think really what I wasn't doing is I wasn't feeling the gratitude. I was not yeah. It was in my head. I I truly can say, yes, I'm grateful for these things, but I wasn't feeling it. I wasn't allowing myself to really get into that heart space. And that's very real. And, you know, it's funny. One of the three gratefuls that stands out to me, and I couldn't even tell you how many years ago I did this one, but one of the three, and I couldn't tell you the other two, but it was my pair of red heels. And I'm super grateful for my pair of red heels. And darn it, I'm still grateful for that pair of red heels. What I didn't say, though, in posting that on Facebook was what I actually wrote in my journal afterward, which was that pair of red heels gave me the confidence to walk into a funeral that I was very sad about. 
not when I particularly wrote that one, but it, the journey of the red heels. Those red heels made me feel sexy when maybe I wasn't feeling that way. Those red heels, I saved up money to actually buy them because it was something that I was giving a gift to myself for. There was all this other stuff. But what what I decided to write was the red heels. Interestingly enough, because people want to post all of their comments on Facebook, and I love that. I want to hear what people think. That probably got so many claps and kudos and happiness and send me a picture of the heels from people who I didn't even know were watching. Mm. But they were experiencing the seeds of my gratitude because they were watching and reading. I just didn't know it. When I put the red heels out, they all told me they were watching. And guess what? It was a conversation starter into other things about gratitude and what are they grateful for. So sometimes even what we might think is topical or superficial actually isn't. There's a reason why you're feeling the way that you're feeling. And when you get into that feeling and the why behind it, there's a story there. 100%. And that's the alignment then, right? That's when we let our heart contribute to this practice. Because when I'm hearing your story about the red shoes, what I'm hearing is this is something concrete that we can all appreciate, right? What a pair of red shoes means to me might mean entirely different than what the red shoes mean to you. But I can make those red, even if it's your red shoes, I can make it mean something to me. Correct. Um, But if I would say, if you were to post, you know, I'm grateful for feeling sexy walking into this meeting or this event or I was a date with my husband. Maybe people would resonate with that, but it's also very personal. And so there might be some resistance to, do I comment on this? Do I not comment on this? What do I say? But if it's a pair of red shoes, we can all relate to that. And and you know what? What a great, yes. Yes. And that didn't even, that didn't even come to mind for me as Mm -hmm. to the why, but you're exactly right. They can replace that with whatever story they want to put behind it for themselves. And I love that. And I will actually keep that in mind um, for future because that and that's exactly what it is. It's taking taking these things and these conversations or what you are feeling gratitude toward or for or around or adjacent to and making it into your own and giving yourself that path of gratitude. That's exactly what it is, um, which you can do with it, something as concrete as a pair of red shoes or anything, you know, anything that you want to, for sure. Yeah, I love this. I love being able to dig behind, you know, the thoughts. Because again, I'm very much in my head, very much conscious of making that alignment more consistent. Mm-hmm. And for me, again, it's that feeling piece. Can I actually feel this? Because I've, I've also started writing the three things and that's my challenge to myself. I can write it down, but can I actually feel this? Mm-hmm. For me, the feeling part isn't so easy when I'm at my desk or I'm writing it down. But if I'm outside, all of a sudden I can feel it. I can feel everything. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think maybe it's just playing with those these kinds of things for the listener, right? Where do you feel gratitude most? And do more of that. <laughs> and do more of that. And that's exactly it. You know, something I would also suggest, so I have a, a nine-step kind of process that I take people through for gratitude. But step one is about grounding yourself. 
and grounding yourself in the space that you're in this moment right now. Not who you were, not who you want to be in this exact moment. And some of the easiest ways to ground yourself, go outside into nature, whether you put your bare feet in the grass or your bare feet in the sand, depending on where you live or in the dirt, put yourself in the woods, put yourself by the ocean, whatever that feels like in nature. That is a huge way to ground yourself. But something, if you can't do that, or if time and space don't allow you to do that, I do what's called hands over heart. And I put my right hand over my heart, my left hand over my right hand, and I take three deep breaths and close my eyes. And before I go on stage for anything, before I have a speaking engagement, or before I'm heading into a tough conversation, I do that because it grounds myself. But it also grounds myself in that practice of gratitude every day. And sitting and taking those breaths, it just, everything becomes calmer and deeper and clearer. And I'm able to truly feel and experience in that moment what I am truly grateful for and why I'm grateful for it. But it's that calming down of everything. And it's funny, I just did it and like my voice is a little bit lower, a little bit slower. (laughs) So those are some things, but grounding yourself is really beneficial to the gratitude practice and work. Yeah. And I would also add that gratitude is so we ground in order to experience gratitude and then that gratitude deepens our grounding because what i'm hearing from you as you were describing that again one of these alignment between the head and the heart pieces is the head wants to either go back to the past and worry about what hasn't or didn't happen or regrets or whatever we're looking into the future and we're worrying about that and when we're practicing gratitude we're absolutely in the present Mm -hmm. even if i'm grateful for what I most desire. I love doing that. I love saying, here's what I most desire. If I look out into the world, and I'm not saying it yet, but I can believe that it exists. And if I can be grateful for what already exists, now all the actions and work that I have to do to get there becomes more joyful to me. Mm-hmm. So yeah. grounding to be grateful and then allowing that gratitude to ground us in this present moment because this is the only space that we can impact anyway. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it's very cyclical that way. And, you know, as you were describing that, I just, I, you almost, some people talk about a spiral going down, but if you turn that spiral on its side, it actually just becomes, again, this revolving, beautiful circle of energy of gratitude out, gratitude in, gratitude out, gratitude in. And I love that. Yeah. That is what a great anchor. I've never thought of gratitude as an anchor, but this mm-hmm. is my takeaway from this conversation. No, uh, yes, it, it really is. And let me tell you, it's definitely a more peaceful way to live. Yes. Especially for those of us like you and I who very much live in the headspace or have lived in the headspace and look at things very process oriented and logically and all of that, it's freeing. It's very freeing to be in this space of gratitude. Yeah, it is. Oh, I love this. Thank you so much for sharing this with us. We uh, have a book coming out in November. Let's talk about that. I know. <laughs> Absolutely. So I'm so excited. So the book is Stepping Into Gratitude coming out November 8th. And Miriam's grateful that you are one of the authors that have contributed to this book. 
I can tell you, I never had any inclination that I was going to do a compilation book about gratitude. I've been writing my own books on gratitude, but I was speaking to a woman one day about a year ago at this time, actually. And we had just come back from a conference for a, a women's group that I'm a part of. And she and I were just connecting afterward. And I knew that she had done a lot of compilation books. And I said, you know, I think I want to do a compilation book on gratitude. And then I looked over my shoulder and said, who said that? Oh, wait, that was me. It literally just came out of my mouth with no thought or thinking. And as soon as I said it, I knew it was right. Yeah. And I interviewed a lot of people and their stories. And I selected the right individuals for this book. And the stories are amazing. And they're all very different and very inspiring. Because again, this goes back to spreading those seeds of gratitude. I have to also say for me, the one of the most special things for me is the woman, Terry, that I mentioned earlier, she wrote the foreword to the book for me. And that means so much to me because had it not been for her yeah. and the what she put out there, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing today. And for that, I will be forever grateful. Yeah, I'm there. So it's an ebook, and then the actual physical book will come out by the end of the year. So it's very exciting. Very excited. <laughs> so we will have links for this book in the show description. But just for the verbal folks, where can they find this? Mm -hmm. So it will be on Amazon, and uh, we will have links to that. But right now, I have it on lisacondon.com. And the book is out there and then there's links so you can pre-order your physical book if you want that. I, I actually have quite a, a list right now. And then each individual author as well has the opportunity to set up their pages to talk about their chapter also. But from the overarching book, that perspective, you can go to lisacondon.com and the book, you will see it front and center. Oh, that's beautiful. And I will make sure that I get this on my website as well, plainavita.coach. So you'll be able to find it either place. What is your biggest takeaway from this project? It's only the beginning. You know, it changed my, it changed me to talk about being a gratitude practitioner. I never called myself that prior to this book. And in turn, I realized that these seeds of gratitude that are so important to me start with one conversation. And to me, the book is really that foundation from which I'm going to spread those seeds differently and more broadly and truly change the world one seed at a time. I love it. I love it. And and thank you for the invitation to be a part of this. But it was an easy thing to say yes to. And when I said yes, I was like, I have no idea what I'm going to write about. Mm -hmm. And so I took a little bit of time just, you know, to feel into it and what is coming up. And the story that came up, I could never have predicted. Mm -hmm. And I think and I appreciate that because I think that what that tells me is that you were sitting in the space and let come to the forefront is what not only you need in it, but what some readers will also need and they'll pull inspiration from it and they will. 
And I think most of the author, actually all of the authors, went through a similar metamorphosis in that even what they started writing about, their end result was different. And it was just, sometimes it was just a little tweak that took them down a different path. But you all sat in the gratitude space and you can feel it when you read these beautiful chapters. Wow. Yeah. Thank you again for creating the opportunity for us to join you in this one seed at a time mission that you're on. I believe that, you know, what we've talked about today is gratitude connecting, aligning our head and our heart. And when I look out into the world and I see all the conflicts that we're in the midst of, to me, that's all about disconnection. And I may not be able to influence a global situation, but I can influence myself. I can learn to connect to myself. And when I learn to connect to myself, it's easier for other people around me to connect with me. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's a representation of the seed that you're talking about. I would agree. And on top of that, I actually think the more that we can do that and the more that we spread those seeds one by one, I think we can impact global. global. I think we have the opportunity to do that. But it goes back to even what we talked about with starting the gratitude practice starts with one first step. And the first step becomes a second step. First thing becomes a second thing. The first person becomes a second person. And it's all just building on that. And, And then collectively, how beautiful is it when our circles aren't the same circles? They might overlap in some ways, but it just builds it and builds it. And you know, I, I truly hope to see that this is the way that we live as humans, really connected in this space of love and gratitude. I truly hope that for us. I love that. I love that mission. I'm happy to be a part of this mission with you. So once again, the book is Stepping Into Gratitude. You can find it on lisacondon.com. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll soon have it up on planavita.coach. And then it will, hard copies will be available towards the end of the year, correct? Yes. Yep. And on November 8th, people can get their e-copy, their electronic copy, which will be through Amazon, which will be great. Thank you for being in my circle. Thank you, Mary. And again, I think this is only the beginning for two years of beginning for our continued conversations. So thank you for having me on and having this conversation. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Are you ready to play and experiment with these ideas so that you too can live your purpose, expand your impact, and create with ease? Join us at Fully Alive on Facebook. We've created this space to explore the effects these practices and principles can have on your own experience. And if you're feeling the nudge to explore what coaching can do for you, send me an email at mary at bluebambooleadership.com. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, be fully alive.